from the historic Loretto Abbey Chapel. With the kind cooperation of the Toronto Catholic District School Board, the National Catholic Broadcasting Council presents The Daily TV Mass. Welcome to the celebration of the Daily TV Mass. I'm Father Dan Donovan. The televising of this Mass is made possible by the contributions from three donors. The first is an anonymous donor from Toronto, Ontario, for the souls of Philomena Fabian Pereira, deceased parents, brothers and sisters, and for the health and well-being of the children and the grandchildren. The second is from the estate of Pat Hawks of Vancouver, British Columbia, for the repose of the soul of Pat, who died two years ago today. The third are Claire and Ruth from Waterloo, Ontario, in thanksgiving for 60 years of marriage, for their children and grandchildren, and in cherished memory of their departed beloved ones. Our thanks to our donors for the gift of this Mass. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace and peace of God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. And with your spirit. Let us now acknowledge our sins and shall prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. You were sent to heal the contrite of heart. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. You came to call sinners. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. You are seated at the right hand of the Father to intercede for us. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Let us pray. Grant, O merciful God, that we may experience at all times the fruit produced by the Paschal observances through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. With Paul, we set sail from Troas and took a straight course to Samothrace, the following day to Neapolis, and from there to Philippi, which is a leading city of the district of Macedonia and a Roman colony. We remained in this city for some days. On the Sabbath day, we went outside the gate by the river, where we supposed there was a place of prayer, and we sat down and spoke to the women who had gathered there. A certain woman named Lydia, a worshiper of God, was listening to us. She was from the city of Thyatira and a dealer in purple cloth. The Lord opened her heart to listen eagerly to what was said by Paul. When she and her household were baptized, she urged us, saying, If you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come and stay at my home. And she prevailed upon us. The word of the Lord.
The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. When Jesus knew that his hour had come to to depart from this world and go to the Father, he said to the disciples, When the Advocate comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of Truth who comes from the Father, he will testify on my behalf. You also are to testify, because you have been with me from the beginning. I have said these things to you to keep you from stumbling. They will put you out of the synagogues, Indeed, an hour is coming when those who kill you will think that by doing so they are offering worship to God. But I have said these things to you so that when their hour comes, you may remember that I told you about them. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Even as we celebrate the seven weeks after Easter, as the Easter season, it's important that we not forget that Easter is inseparable from Good Friday and, in fact, from all that went before it. There's a profound unity to the life of Jesus. He comes from God and speaks the word of God. Although the four Gospels express his message in slightly different ways, It is one of forgiveness, reconciliation, and love, love of God and love of neighbor. Jesus proclaims that the kingdom or reign of God is breaking into the world in him and in what he says and does. In spite of the positive nature of his preaching, however, many reject it and him and eventually succeed in having him put to death. It's almost as if the arrest and condemnation, the mocking and the scourging were meant to show how Jesus experienced the depths of human life. He embraced our life and lived it to the full. Death is a great mystery which we will all experience sooner or later. It will mark the end of our life in this world and will leave many who were close to us with a sense of loss. For some today, that sense is heightened and made all the more difficult to deal with because our culture, to a large degree, denies the possibility of a life beyond this life. The various evangelists emphasize the different aspects of the way in which Jesus experienced death. Mark and Matthew have the most challenging vision of what took place when they tell us that Jesus' last words were, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Here, Jesus seems to have entered into the depths of human despair in order to encourage us when we seem to be abandoned by God. In the Gospel of Luke, Jesus' last words strike a more positive note. His focus is not on the sense of loneliness and abandonment that we find in Mark, but on trust. In Luke, Jesus seems to be inviting us to entrust ourselves into the darkness of death with the conviction that we are dying into life, into the life of God. Father, he prays, into your hands I commend my spirit. The emphasis in the Gospel of John is different again. We hear nothing from him of abandonment or defeat, but rather of life 
and triumph. Jesus seems to rise above all that is negative in what is happening in and around him. It is finished, he says simply. Then he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. His life and mission have reached a state of fulfillment. Jesus has come from the Father. He has completed the task which has been entrusted to him and is now returning to him. John's Gospel includes a long discourse or conversation of Jesus with the disciples after the Last Supper. In it, we hear how Jesus viewed his death as a returning to the Father from whom he had come. The discourse points forward to the risen Christ and to his continuing presence in the world and to his disciples. Rejection, betrayal and abandonment, and the other negative things that Jesus encountered during his life and in his death fade away before the reality of life beyond this life, a life in and with God, a life that brings all that went before it to completion. The goodness and love, the creativity and imagination, the intelligence and dedication that mark the lives of so many are like a promise that the good we are and the good we've done in this life will be brought to fulfillment beyond it to a degree and in a way that we can hardly imagine. When my mother was dying, there was a calendar on the wall above her bed in the hospital. The picture that much that month was of Michelangelo's painting of creation on the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel. What begins with God and his creative activity and develops in so many extraordinary ways in the course of our lives is brought to fulfillment with Christ in the Father. John describes the gift that is ours in Christ as eternal life, as life in God. It is a life that begins here and now and that will be brought to fulfillment in the life to come. The resurrection, obviously, has enormous implications for Jesus himself. He who died lives. In the language of the Bible and of the liturgy, he is the lamb once slain who lives forever. His resurrection also has implications for us and for the world and for our efforts to make it a place where justice and peace, friendship and mutual service will flourish. The resurrection of Jesus is not something that happened unexpectedly to him, something more or less that was unrelated to all that went before. In fact, it represents the coming to fulfillment of the whole of created reality. The New Testament speaks of a new heavens and a new earth as well as of a new creation. If Easter celebrates the triumph of Jesus over death, it also celebrates our sharing in his resurrection. He died that we might live. His resurrection is a promise of the final triumph of our lives. The good news that Jesus and after him the apostles preached, was not simply that Jesus had conquered death, 
but that we, with and in him, would be brought to fulfillment. In a passage from the letter to the Romans, St. Paul brings together the death and resurrection of Jesus, our dying and rising with an independence on his passing from death to life, and our experiencing this in the sacraments of the Church. Do you not know, Paul asks, that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We went down into the tomb with him and rose up to what Paul calls newness of life. If we have died with Christ, he adds, we believe that we shall also live with him. The Paschal Mystery into which we enter for the first time through baptism is at the heart of the Eucharist and of Christian life as a whole. Eucharist means thanksgiving. The high point of the Mass is the Eucharistic prayer in the course of which we recall the Last Supper and the words and actions of Jesus over the bread and wine. We remember especially his command do this in memory of me. What was begun in us in baptism is deepened and strengthened by our repeated celebration in the Eucharist of the death and resurrection of Jesus and of all that they represent to us. Let us now in faith and trust present before God our needs. For all of us that are sharing in this Eucharist will deepen our faith in the saving power of the death and resurrection of Jesus. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord hear our Many in the Daily Fast Mass community have asked that we pray in a special way this month for young people. May they see in Mary's life the courage, faith, and dedication to service to which they are called. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord hear our for the elderly and chronically ill, and for those who care for them, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. May those who are facing death find comfort and strength in their faith. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. Gracious God, we ask you to hear and grant these prayers as well as the more personal ones that each one of us has in his or her own heart. All this we pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you. Fruit of the earth and work of human hands, it will become for us the bread of life. Blessed be God forever. Gracious God. By the mingling of this water and wine, become partakers of his divinity, we became partaker of our humanity. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the wine we offer you. Fruit of the vine and work of human hands, it will become our spiritual drink. Blessed be God forever. Wash me from my sins. Cleanse me.
Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be made acceptable to God, the Father Almighty. May the Lord accept the sacrifice of your hands for the praise and glory of God's name, for our good and of all his holy church. Receive, O Lord, we pray these offerings of your exultant church, and as you have given her cause for such great gladness, grant also that the gifts we bring may bear fruits in perpetual happiness through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and just. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation at all times to acclaim you, O Lord, but in this time, above all, to laud you yet more gloriously when Christ, our Passover, has been sacrificed. He never ceases to offer himself for us, but defends us and ever pleads our cause before you. He is the sacrificial victim who dies no more, the lamb once slain who lives forever. Therefore, overcome with paschal joy, every land, every people exults in your praise, and even the heavenly powers with the angelic hosts sing together the unending hymn of your glory as they acclaim. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dew fall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it, gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice and once more giving thanks, gave it to his disciples saying, take this all of you and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. We proclaim your death, O Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly, we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. 
Lord, remember your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, and Francis, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection, and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the Blessed Apostles, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, may we merit, we merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. Amen. At the Savior's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope, the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, you said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not upon our sins, but upon the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. May the peace of the Lord be with you always. And with your spirit. Let us offer one another a sign of peace. God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, Lord I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word, word and my life shall, shall be healed.
Please join me now in this act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the Blessed Sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire you in my soul. Since I cannot now receive you sacramentally, come spiritually into my heart, as though you were already there. I embrace you and unite myself wholly to you. Permit not that I should ever be separated from you. Amen. Let us pray. Look with kindness upon your people, O Lord, and grant, we pray, that those you were pleased to renew by eternal mysteries may attain in their flesh the incorruptible glory of the resurrection. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Our thanks to our donors for the gift of this Mass.